Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, I'm back with another police accountability episode I think this is a positive one, at least in my opinion Because a police officer was held accountable for his bad behavior I'm on msn.com, and this is actually from WKYC-TV in Cleveland. The date is July 22nd. The headline is, Euclid Officer Michael Amiot Found Guilty of Assault and Interfering with Civil Rights in an Excessive Force Case. A jury found Euclid Police Officer Michael Amiot guilty on one account of assault and one count of interfering with civil rights in his excessive force trial on Friday. Amiat was found not guilty on his second assault. So he had two assault charges. One was guilty. Sentence is going to take later. So I, and I've been looking to see what his potential sentence could be. And I do not know. So I'm, I'm glad this, this has happened. And this case goes all the way back to 2017. And this is what bothers me. These take, cases take so long to come to trial. And it was a Amiot, who's a white police officer, pulled over a black man and they got into a scuffle. And it was, it was labeled a violent traffic arrest. And Amiot and another officer had him on the ground, the black man on the ground, punching him. A passerby or somebody standing by actually had caught it on their cell phone cameras. I think this is why a lot of time, a lot of this stuff about police behavior is coming out is because when I was growing up, no one had cameras. Very few businesses had security cameras. It was kind of new. Now everybody has a camera and everybody's filming police. So when they see the police pulling somebody over, everybody's grabbing their cameras and they're filming them. After this incident, Amiot was fired by the Euclid Police Department. He appealed decision and got his job back. So even the, the leadership said this went too far. Once again, one of the problems with law enforcement community is the way their contracts are written up or their unions that in order for an officer to be fired, he can appeal to a arbitration board that is made up of other officers and they're going to protect one another. People on regular jobs do not have this as much. Now, if you're a union job, you do have some protections. At the same time, if you clearly violate that contract, you can get fired. One of the interesting articles that I, I came across as I was researching this, that on the third day of the trial, Michael Amiot actually testified, which is highly unusual that the defendant actually testifies. My opinion, that means their attorney know they have a weak case or after seeing everything going on. It's like, this is the Hail Mary football pass. We're, we're just going to have all the receivers down in the end zone. We're going to just put the ball up there and hopefully one of our players comes down with it. If not, we've lost. So when I see this, there is dash cam video of the original traffic stop in the arrest. They pulled over this man because he did not stop at the white line at a stop sign. He passed over it and then stopped and then made the turn. That's the initial stop. That was the reason why they pulled him over. Technically correct. Many times I'll stop at the line and you can't see, so you got to inch forward. But I, if I, especially if I see a cop behind me, I'm going to stop at the line. I'll make a full stop. Then I start inching forward to get a better view. They pulled him over. They started asking him. He wanted a driver's license registration, just the normal stuff. He told him he did not have his driver's license. The car was registered in the passenger's name. There was a female in the car with him. She owned the car. The car was registered in her name. You can hear the 
there was some back and forth. There was a confrontation. The officer, I think, egged it on by when when the young black man said he didn't have his license. He made a comment like, are you on parole? That That's kind of insulting. And I, th- I think it could have been taken as a racial comment because assuming that, hey, if you're a young black man, you must be on parole. If I got pulled over, and the few times I have, no one ever asked me if I was on parole. I mean, I'm an old baby boomer white guy. They're, they're not going to think of that. But a young black man, I can see that's what's going through that cop's head. There was some wording back and forth after that comment. The officer told the, the driver to hand him the keys. He handed him the keys. He handed him all the paperwork. The officer then told him to get out of the car. He did exit the car. Now, when you watch this video, the officer escalated the situation, in my opinion. When he got out of the car, you're, when you get out of a car, you're facing outwards. Your back is, your butt and back is facing into the interior of the car. The officer is literally standing inches from this guy's nose. I mean, he's on top of him. He tells the, the driver to turn around. While he's turning around, because the officer is standing so close, he bumped into the officer. At that moment, the officer threw him against the car, grabbed his arm to try to pin it behind his back. That's when the scuffle occurred. These officers are trained to do that. I've seen this on multiple videos on YouTube where they will invade someone's personal space and they get two or three officers. It reminds me of the old movies or you watch the movies about the Marine drill sergeants where they will get in a recruit's face. The brim of their hat is touching the head of that person. and They're just screaming at the recruit. These officers will get that close, invade the person's personal space, and if they try to move and touch that officer, they get arrested for assaulting a police officer. They do this on purpose. They are trained how to do that. Now, it may not be part of their official training. It's the unofficial training. This is a tactic they use when they want to hem up a person. They want to arrest them. They want to be able to search them. They want to have an excuse to search their car. This is what they're trained to do. That's when the scuffle occurred. This this is the problem I have with the current law enforcement community. Their performance evaluations are rated based on how many felony arrests they make. They brag about how many felony arrests. When they get in the locker room or at the bar after work, they brag about their felony arrests, how many they have. And, the, and the, whoever can have the most, he's he's the top dog. He's the big man or the biggest felony arrest. I I got I found a, a hundred kilos of coke. I made this bust. I I got I did arrested this person. I arrested the serial killer. I did this. I have fifty DUI arrests last week. That's the reason they act the way they act. They want that arrest. Now they don't talk about how many of those felony arrests were thrown out because of violating someone's rights. They, well, that's not part of their bragging. That's not part of their evaluation. So the more arrests they can get, the better evaluations they get and the sooner they can get promotions. He was looking at, he saw this as a young black man, doesn't have his driver's license. I need a reason to search him. I need to reason to search that car. I, I bet I'm going to find something he can't have. I bet I'm going to find some drugs on him or in his car. And I need a reason to do that. If he had pulled me over being a baby boomer white guy, he's going to take one look at me. Let's just say for hypothetical, I forgot my wallet. And every now and then I do that. I run out of the house real quick, get halfway out. And I realize I don't have my wallet. If I got pulled over, don't have my wallet, but here's all my information. That cop's going to look at me, especially the way I'm carrying myself. He's going to not pull this same type of stuff with me. His thinking is, okay, this guy may have some money. 
He may have connections. Even if I do find something, he's going to sue my ass. And he's going to be able to get decent attorneys. This young black man, most likely, he's going to have to get a public defender. They're not as good as a private, a good private attorney. That's why he's doing that. That's why he's he's doing those type of things. Then he escalated the situation by getting the guy out of the car and staying in his face and telling him to turn around. There was no room for him to turn around. He knew what would happen. Then when the scuffle started, they they first, because when he threw him up against the car, the young man reacted, which to me would be a normal reaction. Someone just throws me up against the car. I'm not going to just be passive about it because I don't know what's happening. I mean, you're, that your lizard mind kicks in, that fight or flight instinct kicks in. And you're not thinking about it. It is just all unconscious activity at that point. Well, when they're scuffling, the police officer clearly ties to kick him in the groin. You can see the kick go between his legs where the man had was his waist was back and far enough that it was not able to connect. And the fact that they were both holding the shirts, the shoulders of both of their shirts. So the officer could not throw his shoulders back in order to get that kick higher. Then they went to the ground and he's throwing punches and all this. The, the defense had a use of force, force expert saying, yep, everything he did was textbook. The problem I had with that is no one then questions, well, maybe the textbook is wrong. You know, just because I can, or just because I was taught to do something doesn't mean I should do that. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I must do that. I saw this as complete escalation and unnecessary. This man paid the price for his bad decisions. The one thing I noticed as they, they read the, the verdict, he was very stoic in, in the video. And you can go out there and watch that. He was very stoic. There was about five to seven other uniform officers sitting in the, out in the, the audience. They showed every one of their faces. Everyone was just shocked, disbelief. And I could, and I'm just imagining every one of them thinking that could be me up there. They're rethinking their lives right now. And that is what I was happy about. As I was watching this, it's like, this is what police need to see, is that this type of behavior is going to be held accountable, especially in light of everything we've seen in the past with the George Floyd murder and other kids getting shot. I did the the one about a black man that was shot 60 times. Now, that may turn out to be justifiable. There's a lot of questions about that. Shot at 90 times, hit 60 times. That Yeah, that's excessive. These police officers really need to be thinking about their training. The law enforcement community needs to be thinking about their training. Did it need to escalate that way? That when he told that man to get out of the car, should he have taken two steps back? Or when he told him to turn around, he should have stepped back to give him room to step back. He knew what he was doing, or at least in my opinion, he knew what he was doing. He knew that telling him to turn around would cause him to bump into him to where he could then escalate violence and force on this man. He thought he would get by with it. He learned recently he is not. Do not know whether he's going to spend time in jail. However, because of his conviction, he will lose his license. He will not be a police officer ever again. Very happy with that. I'm more concerned about the other officers Hopefully this wakes them up. Hopefully they realize they know what he did. They know the tactic he used. They've used it in the past. And they're realizing the days of using those tactics are coming to an end. I'm very happy with this case. I don't, I don't like seeing people go to jail. However, when people do bad things, especially police officers, I'm very happy that we are seeing more and more police officers being held accountable for their bad behavior. Thanks for listening. 
I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Barking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping the sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.